This is a 1984 Flyer Die Podcast. Hey, what up, what up, what up? What's cracking, man? See, this is like a special episode. A surprise joint. Because usually... I have like a guest or something special going on. This episode, nah, it's all me. It's all me. Yesterday I had my birthday. I turned 33. Some refer to it as the Jesus year. I call it the Pippin year because, you know, I grew up during a time period when the Bulls just running the NBA. You know, yeah, everybody loved Jordan. But you can't even say Jordan would be the man he was today. You know, getting all those rings without Pippen, you know? So shout out to Pippen. So yeah, man. Today is a quickie episode and we're going to have some fun. You know? Be a little bit uh, random out here in these streets, yo. You know? So yeah, yesterday, woke up. First thing I did, went down to the hair spot. Got my hair dyed, or as they say in the professional hair industry, I got my joint colored, cause I got it colored out here. Out here looking like Ginger Mikey out here, you know? But it fits my look. Can't complain about that whatsoever. So one thing I want to do first is a tradition I'm going to start here. So whenever I do a quickie episode, a quick joint, I hit you with this reference. If you ain't know where that was from, you're too young or you're not well-versed. You're not well-traveled. You're not cultured enough. But now that was from Harlem Nights. Um, Eddie Murphy's, one of his premier films from 1989. One of the joints I loved growing up. That shit had mad profanity all through it, but the comedy was there all the way. You know, but yeah, let's go back to the birthday day, you know. So moving around town. Been doing nothing. Like I didn't do jack. Like I didn't do really do anything too crazy on my birthday because I don't know, man. It was cold out. It was too cold for me to go out at, at night, man. I was like, fuck that. The party's gonna be there. The streets gonna be there. And I catch them when I catch them. But I mean, the most meaningful thing I did on my birthday was kicking it with my parents. You know, because I haven't had a home cooked meal in eons. I mean, I cook for myself here, but it's different when, you know, when moms puts that uh puts that meal together, you know. So I was kicking it with my mom and pops yesterday, having good conversations, and, you know, it's having family and people who stand with you, stand by you, people who actually love you is incomparable. Ain't nothing like it in this world. So, you know, I'm forever grateful to them all that they ever uh, ever gave to me. You know, without them, I wouldn't be here. So, constant honor, constant honor. But yeah, I planned on like doing this episode after I saw Thor, but I ain't seen Thor yet. And, you know, I ain't really that big of a hurry to talk about it. So, that is what it is. Who cares? 
It's like a little after 2.30 a.m. I'm sitting here just vibing, man. Vibing, chilling, and uh, enjoying shit, man. But one thing I wanted to say I want to get into was this idea about things being, like, problematic. I feel like that word is a very dismissive word. Like, oh, my God. Oh, our heroes are such problematic people. Or, oh, my God, he's so problematic. But if we really want to be honest about it, we all are problematic. Really. Nobody out here is perfect. Everybody has this shit with them. And I feel like when people do that, they try to use that as leverage so they can feel morally superior to other people. And that's just not right. You know, not in my opinion. Because, because look, First of all, the most problematic thing anybody can do is place other people on pedestals. So if you see so-and-so has a drug problem or so-and-so is prone to saying the most ignorant shit ever in the media, why are you so surprised? Oh, because they're a celebrity? They're supposed to be better? Fuck no. Fuck no. Are you serious? Money, status, or whatever you call it, does nothing to change a person's character. If anything, it just intensifies who they really are. You know, it's, it is what it is. So we have to stop putting people on pedestals and stop acting like it's because they did, you know, X amount of movies or whatever that they belong on Mount Olympus. No. Because like when people die, when celebrities die, there's nothing that separates them from you. When you die. Like everybody when they die, everybody dies the same way. You know, it's like that's like I said in the last episode about my logo, you know, like death is the greatest equalizer of all time because that pretty much shows you that yo, we're all the fucking same. Money and status isn't is going to keep you from dying, you know? Remember they had rumors about, like, what, Walt Disney was, like, frozen in ice or whatever, like, once. I remember that when I was a kid, like, yeah, but once they ever find a cure for cancer, they're going to thaw Walt Disney, he's going to come back. I'm like, no, fuck that. Motherfucker's dead, you know? Shout out to Disney or whatever, but he's dead. There's nothing that's going to change that. Nothing's going to fix it. It is what it is. You know, and I feel like, you know, all the things that's going on in Hollywood now, when people are getting their cars pulled for being like creeps on the set or whatever, we just have to come to a realization that, look, people are fucking people. They're going to be people. People being creeps, you know, taking advantage of others, letting power corrupt them. This is what people do. This is what people do. No, and when I say that, I'm not, like, legitimizing what they're doing. I'm not saying I'm okaying what they're doing. But I'm just saying that I'm not surprised by anything that they do. I'm not surprised by anything anybody does these days. You serious? This is is life. It's a humanity. We've seen this happen over and over and over again. We've seen this movie before. You know? Same characters. There's different actors playing them. But it's the same film. Same flick. I'm going to tell you something right now. 
Like, when it comes down to Hollywood, and these people like Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and all these other people doing what they do, I feel like just because, and let me preface this by saying that, this might sound like a conspiracy theorist in me, but just understand what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, cool. So you people are thinking they're cleaning up Hollywood. Like, yeah, we're getting rid of Spacey. We're getting rid of Weinstein and all these other creepy dudes. And we're taking a stand. Yeah. Which is good. Speak your peace. The people out here doing wrong, get them out of here. Get them out of here. No problem with that. But I don't want people thinking that, okay, it's because you're doing this that the reign of terror is over. Far from it. Far from it. It's just that people are now going to be even more ruthless with what they do. But for being smarter about it. Because Weinstein, like, as big of a creep as he was, he was sloppy about it. And they got him out of here for it. But trust, look, Hollywood has been doing this wild shit for years. For years. Like, there are so many, like, stories and things that I've heard over time about how Hollywood actually works. Like, old school Hollywood. Like, when you had, like, a few studios around. That would really just put you in your, um, like, sit you down in your ass. Like, wow. These people are really, really foul out here. You know? So, like I said, it's not surprising, but I think that though people being called out, there's more to come. There's more to come. There's people who who have more money, who are more powerful, who know how to handle and conceal their dirt. You know, so even people think, yeah, I'm going to Hollywood now because you're getting rid of all these weird people. I'm like, nah, the shit is still going to be there. It's going to be harder to to call them out. It's going to be harder to pull those cards. Because, like, look, look at, well, um, at our presidency, right? Look at the White House. People are all, like, threatened of threatened by Trump. Like, oh, man, Trump is the worst. Psst. Shit. I feel like Trump is a walk in the park compared to Pence. I feel like Pence is, like, the real one you got to keep your eyes on out here in these streets. But, you know, this is how it is. Because I felt like... That whole setup of having like Trump as president and Pence as vice president, I felt like that was just, that was a setup, man. That was like too easy. It was a backup plan because once you get, if you get rid of Trump and Pence becomes president, please. For now, that would be even more dangerous. Because if you look at Trump, Trump is just like one of them like wilding out guys who just talks tweets you know and everybody just oh god he's he's just not the brightest cat out there but Pence Pence is quiet Pence speaks when he's supposed to speak you know and you always gotta be aware of the quiet ones so yeah I don't know if you guys followed my train from going from Hollywood to politics and seeing the correlation between the two, but, you know, it's it's there. (laughs) I promise you it was there, you know. That's how I feel about it.
what else can I talk about that I haven't spoken about before? So, yeah, all right. Last episode, my homie Troy told me that I should start. If I ever want to pick up some game about getting down New York, I should start watching the first two seasons of Sex in the City. Now, I avoided Sex in the City like the plague because I thought I'm a young black man from Philly. Like, what the hell do I need to watch Sex in the City for? This is what I thought of thought back in 98 when it first came on TV. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do watching this. You know, it's, it's hell. But as an older man, you know, who just turned 33 and just had, like, a glass of gin and juice tonight. I said gin and juice. Tonight, I said, yo, I might as well watch this show and see what's cracking. And, you know, first season in, six episodes. I'm like, you know what? There is game to be gained from this show. Yeah, the show was like damn near 20 years old. I got that. Yeah, the cast is all white women. I got that. But still, you can still learn from these characters, from these people. You know? My favorite character is Samantha, though. But that's because I've been a big Kim Cattrall fan since... I was a buck. Like, she was fine to me in, like, Big Trouble in Little China and in Porky's. But if you ain't seen Porky's, you got to go watch Porky's, cuz. Because Porky's was that shit. It was definitely that shit. But because the reason is, is, like, as I've gotten older, and I'm single as fuck, right? You know, I've been single for about four years now. And ever since then, I've been in and out of, like, different situations. Not really relationships, but I call them situationships. You know, some things lasted for a night. Others lasted for a few nights. You know, nothing nothing serious. And I think that is just me being... How can I really say this? It's me being picky but like not too picky because I know some of the women I kicked it with I shouldn't have kicked it with but dick is hard so you know you gotta go for the goal <laughs> no I'm serious I'm serious sometimes like yo look man sometimes you gotta itch you gotta scratch it and dick gets hard and you're like yo gotta do it and I did it Shouldn't have did it, but I did it anyway, so, eh. It is what it is. But I don't really regret any of what I did either, so. I'm not going to make it seem like, oh, I'm ashamed of my of my sexual past. Fuck no, okay? I put in work out here in these streets. I worked, and it is what it is, okay? It made me a better person. You know, got my stroke game on point. Raw Dungeon Dragon, motherfuckers. You know, and it's just been fun. But I, I know I'm 33 years old, and the clock is ticking. Like, I can't be single forever. Like, I don't want to be single forever. So it's just me trying to move around and figure out what's going on. You know, just 
I gotta make sure I'm doing it right. Cause I don't wanna settle for anything, for anybody, because Lord knows I've seen enough of that shit. You know, people that I know, family, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not selling for somebody just to do it. Oh, I'm here and you here. You might as well get together and just be single. Not my bad, I'm sorry. You here, I'm here. You might as well get together and not be single and just, you know, be together. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Listen, if your family's fucked up, oh, hell no. If your views are, if our interests aren't together like that and we're not, we don't see eye to eye on, on many things, then I can't do it. I'm not saying we got to be the same exact person because that would be fucking weird. You know, but I just, I need to have somebody who brings a bit of a challenge to me, a challenge that I'm, that I want to work towards, you know, and I want to have things in common so I don't feel like it's going to be a a freaking culture clash every time we speak or hang out, you know, because like, listen, it's what it is. And I'm not really one of those guys that says like, yo, I got to stick with my ethnicity because, you know, I got to do that. Nah, I don't give a fuck about that. Now, you can be whatever ethnicity you want to be in this lifetime, and I'm cool with it. Just as long as your heart is heart is in the right place and you're down with being with somebody like me, then that's all good. That's, all, that's, what, that's what really matters, you feel me? That's what really matters. Because I can't have you be in a situation and I'm saying this at the end of the day. Excuse me, I did not dump you. We went out, it was whack, and it was your fault, and I wish... Look, why don't you get over it and go find another man, huh? Get out of here. I don't want to go through that shit. Okay? I don't want to go through any of that. Not anymore. You know? So, I'm just out here floating around and seeing what sticks. You know? Because, look, dog. Let's keep it honest. I done pulled... Situationships off of Tinder. I done pulled ones off of OKCupid. Hell, I even pulled them off Facebook. You know, this isn't like me bragging. This is all facts, you know. And, you know, some situations in real life as well. You know, but, like, I just, I'm trying to find the right vibe. You know, I can't be out here, you know, being a genuine bachelor for the rest of my life, you know. And by the way, side note, Genuine's bachelor album was fire, you know. Let's go beyond Pony. The album was sick. If I could play some of the album on my podcast, nigga, I would. But I don't get my shit taken down by the powers that be, you know. So, nah, son. Nah. You know. But, yeah. So, you know, while we're on the subject of me, I want to say this real quick. See, I feel like at the age of 33, you know, experiencing what I've experienced, I can honestly say that I like who I am and where I am in this life. Because I came so far to get to where I am right now. I mean, listen, dude. I went through some shit. You know, like my own personal shit. 
Let me give you a quick bio. I mean, so, you know, born West Philadelphia, you know, or whatever section this is, University City, you know. But I just never really felt like, felt comfortable in my own skin at times. Like, because I was, the height thing fucked me up for a while. Because I was the shortest one, and people would never hesitate to remind me that I was the shortest one. You know? So here's the secret. I never, I never really told a lot of people, but I'll tell you now. So I was short, and I stopped growing like the rest of, you know, the world, I should say, or my peers, when I was like six, seven years old. I didn't know this. My parents didn't know it. Hell, the doctors I went to didn't even know. They thought, oh, he's just short. He'll be growing normal, normal time. Some people are shorter than other people. Nobody knew. So it wasn't until I was in seventh grade that my guidance counselor told me to go um, and see her friend, Dr. Thomas Moshang, may he rest in peace, um, who was an endocrinologist because she was concerned about my height. Because I was smaller than anybody else. So I went to go see the doctor, Dr. Thomas Moshang, and he told me and my parents, who were in the room, that I had GHD. And what's GHD? GHD is growth hormone deficiency. That's right, y'all, growth hormone deficiency. So I had to take growth hormone, um, a synthetic growth hormone, as an injection. And I took that injection Every day for five years. So from seventh grade to my, I want to say, my senior year in high school, I took that. And I kept it as a secret from people. Because I felt, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with people like that um, in high school knowing what I was taking. Because I, because people, because back then people would like try to take anything that they could and use it against you. And I didn't need my peers, people I didn't even like like that, to do that to, do that to me. I wasn't going for it. You know? Because I'm going to tell you something. Back in, high, back in middle school and high school, man, I was like hella defensive. Wild defensive. Because of, of the jokes. Like short jokes, me getting joked on so much, I went at everybody. Everybody. And times I shouldn't have. I tell you what, I'm just, I think I was saying I shouldn't have said them back in the day, you know. But I was just like always on on go, always on go. Like, oh, you got jokes on me, I got jokes on you. I got five on you ready. I got five on him ready, five on her ready, you know. Uh, I had a reputation. Like some people were like, oh, like some people didn't like me because oh, he always got jokes busting on people. And a lot of times it wasn't personal because I'll be with my homies and we'd be cracking jokes all the time. We were all with crack jokes. So all we would do. But one of the dudes in the group, because he was a hater, and, you know, I've seen him since then. He's like, I don't think he's a hater now, but he definitely was back then, right? So he would go back and tell, like, the people, oh, Mike said this, Mike said that. Because he wanted to start shit. He lived to start shit. And I don't know why, but I kind of figured out what made him be that way. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. But, you know, so... I was kind of like public enemy number one on certain <laughs> in certain circles in high school, but it is what it is. That's past shit. But back to me, it was like I was always, you know, 
I, I was always like kind of defensive. Cause I, had, like, I feel like I had to be, you know, cause like being short, the girls weren't really paying me any mind back then. You know, I went to my junior prom by myself, senior prom. I didn't even go to the shit cause I I'm like, I'm like, fuck find the date. I'd rather be at home playing Dreamcast or GameCube or whatever. And just vibing the hell out, you know? So, you know, went to high, went to college, and college was still like me finding myself, me finding my steps. I met one of my best friends in college, my homie Chris. And like, we're like twins, but not really, because I'm 5'5 five, five and brown skin. He's like 7'1 and light skin. So, they called his twins kind of like, you know, Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like that old movie. But people try to play us on that tip, but that's really my, my brother through it all. He's one of my longest, like, as far as friends go, like, he's probably the most, I've known him for about, damn, what is it now? 14 to 15 years now. 14 to 15 years. And through that entire time, me and him never had a beef, never had a disagreement. Like, you and I may not agree on everything, like, you know, we're back, you know, like Tupac. I'm like a Biggie fan, a Tupac fan, stuff like that. But me and him, we've never had a grievance. You know, he's never showed me that he was a, a, a fraudulent cat. Because I ran through different times of having different associations with people who I thought were legitimate, but they were all frauds. I ran through a lot of frauds in my time, you know, over the past decade. Me being in, like, different circles, working, like, being a photographer or writing or whatever I'm doing, people have always showed me their true colors. And I'm grateful for that because that allowed me to keep my vision a lot more sharp and be a lot more, hmm, this the worst word I can really say about this, um, to be a lot more sure of the people that I wanted around me because you can't have frauds or yes men in, in the circle because that does not do anything um, to help your growth. It's not productive. It's not productive at all. And you don't want people who are just dead weight or con artists and all, all the other like weak and whack shit that you may encounter sometimes. You know, like in your people who consider your friends like, nah, man, if you're not my peoples and you're not legit with me, then we can't be homies. There's people I was I was cool with back in college, right? I'm gonna tell you a story, crazy shit. So I'm over freshman year. I'm coming in. I'm dressed like a fucking asshole because you know we all had them big ass. Like I dressed like a Philly DVD battle rapper, you know, and big ass white tees, you know, big dumbass fitted caps, jeans and sneakers and shit. But my shit wasn't really fly like that because I was working at TJ Maxx. So a lot of my shit came from TJ Maxx. You know, so I'm thinking I'm pimping out here with my gear, but not really, because shit was kind of ass, but whatever. I was a freshman, 18 years old, 17 going on 18, it was, you know, whatever. So, scratch that. There was this girl, I forget her name, I think her name was Ali. Ali, bad as hell. Um, Like, she looked like the St. Pauli's girl. Kind of. Can I say that? I think. Yeah, that's right. I'm going with that. Fuck it. So anyway, like me and her, we had a cool rapport. She was like, she was awesome, and I, I had a crush on her. And 
how nice she was to me, I thought that she liked me. But I never went around and bragged about it. Like, oh, I think she likes me. I think she likes me. Nah, I was just, you know, I was, I was cool, man, back then. I was like, I was, I was, listen, listen, I was outward. I mean, I was extroverted, but I was truly an introvert. You know, so I was, I was shy sometimes. And I wasn't really sure of myself. So whenever a woman who was attractive gave me an attention, I'm like, oh, she likes me? Huh? So I was sitting with these hating ass niggas one day. And these, these motherfuckers was haters. From the jump. No, it was disguised like they was my homies. No, these niggas was fucking haters. And, yeah. Plus their life, though. So one of these dudes was, like, talking to him about this girl. You know, they referred to her as, um, oh, she's like a porn star. Because she, she looks like Crystal Steel. Yeah. She reminded me of uh, Crystal Steel in a way. So they, they called her porn star. I'm like, you know, for me, she was just who she was to me. I never called her that shit, but whatever. So we're at the table, and these cats is like, yo, what you think of her? I said, I don't know, man. She's dope. I like her. I think she likes me, man. I'm not sure. And he was like, you think she likes you, dog? Really? I said, I think so, man. I, said, I can't tell, you know, but whatever. So, like a day or two passes, and I'm at lunch with these suckers again. Right? We're sitting here, we jobbing. And one of the dudes... Was like, I, he was like the ringleader of these motherfuckers, man. You know, I would go in on him, go in on what he looked like, but then anybody catch on and whatever, I might, I might give this cat no kind of fame. But anyway, this dude was like, "Oh yeah, man." So uh, I wouldn't. I asked her if she liked you. She said she didn't, man. You know, and I'm looking at the nigga like, "What?" Pardon me, I stopped using the N word. I look at the kid like. What? I'm like, word? I'm like, all right. Well, well I guess I guess that's that. And I went along, you know, with my life, uh, eating my uh my meal plan meal over in um the cafeteria. But in my mind I'm like, yo, why would you go and ask if she liked me or not? And I and I, then I realized and then take it took me like until after I got out of college to realize what was really going on? I'm like, yo, I was surrounded by jealous people. Jealous people. Because, yo, I'm going to tell you right now. If a homie tells me that he thinks that a girl likes him, one thing that I will, I will not do, and I've never done, I will not blow, out, blow up your spot. You know? I might be like, yo, I might talk to her. Say, What's up with you? I'm like, yo, if I knew her, me and her were cool, I'm like, what you think? Think of my homie, right? He's cool. I bet. Word up. I might do it like that, but I can come out, come out and ask, like, yo, you like him? He thinks you like him. Nah. That's some jealous shit. Cornball shit. People do it every day. And I think the worst thing, I think the, my, I think that one of the worst things that a guy can do is throw his homie under the bus for a woman. And I think probably the same can go for Women with guys. Like, like if you were with you and your homegirls, like you don't want your homegirl throw you under the bus for a dude. Like that's that's lame shit. That's lame shit. But I, I encountered a lot of lame shit in my life when it came to came to like dudes showing their true colors when it came to women. You know? Like this is corny. And I think like it brings out the worst in these dudes. But it shows me, like, yo, 
who's really real, who's not. Because look, man, my past few like grievances that I've had as an adult in the city of Philadelphia were because of of women, but not because like me with you know directly with them, because like ex dudes would be mad at me because I'm talking to their girl. You know, I, I I'm gonna tell you one story. You can put it all out there because it's story time, motherfuckers. So um. few years ago, um, back when I was doing my photography thing, I um, was working with this cat, you know, but before I met this cat, I knew it was, I was on, I was on his girl before I met this dude, like, I would see this girl around the parties, like, who's this, she's bad as hell, who's that, I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so, she dates the other dude, I'm like, I right, bet, she's cool, tight, whatever, I always had, had a crush on this girl, but I just, I heard that's, she was with somebody, so I respected it. I let it roll. So, years later, I started working with the cat. Like, you know, helping him out with his brand shit. Collaborating, bringing ideas to the table. Because I was feeling like his other friend at the time. But something about her, I, I just, I fell back. I just felt like I was wasting my time, you know. So, I found out that he and his girl had broken up. I'm like, straight, cool, whatever. I ain't pressing it. Because me and the homie, we were cool, but we weren't friends. We weren't going out, getting money together. Like, I know you from the block. Like, we didn't put any kind of work in together or nothing like that. So, I didn't owe him anything. He didn't owe me anything. So, when this ex-girl, um, who I'm cool with to this very day, she's, like, tight, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when we started talking, having a, a situation, you know, conversation-wise or whatever, it was all right. But I didn't feel the need to tell this dude, like, yo, me and your ex are talking because, nah. Because, like I said, the game's the game. I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me anything. We ain't friends. We ain't, we ain't dogs like that. It just is what it is. You know? And if she ain't telling you shit, I ain't telling you shit because ain't none of your business. You know? We just hanging out. But for some odd reason, his homies decided to, decided to rat on me and her. Like, oh, he's hanging out with her right now. Going back and telling this dude. And I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck? So he started like riffing on, on Twitter and like DMs. And it was it just got mad corny. This is why even it was even more corny for me. This, I addressed this to all these dudes out here in the game. If you're a dude, right? And you talk about and you brag about you be on your pimp game, right? You pimping out here. You be out here with different girls. That's what you do, right? You cannot be upset if a brother talks to your ex-girlfriend. You can't be. Or you got feelings involved. True. I understand that. No issues whatsoever. You know? Because when my, me and my ex broke up, when I heard she was talking to somebody else, I was like, oh, word? Cool. But it was like I had to accept it because she was with somebody else. She moved on. I moved on. We were we were broken up. She, you know what I'm saying? Plus, I don't I don't own anybody. You know? So she she didn't owe me anything. My ex, I'm referring to my ex situation, like she didn't owe me anything. So go ahead and do you. 
you know, I'm still feeling kind of way about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't be mad, you know? So, but if you out here saying you a pimp, and you out here pimping, you out here doing your thing, because all the girls love you, love all the girls out here, you cannot be mad if your ex moves on. You can't be mad. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's not how the shit gets down. That's not the story in the book, you know? So, again, me and that cat had words, but we saw each other in person one time, and it was obvious that he wasn't on it, like he said he was on it. So I let it go. Wasn't, wasn't nothing to it. Just moved on and kept it, and kept it light, you know? But it's just an interesting thing in that respect. Let me get back to the story as far as my story goes. So, you know, I, I grew up, and I'm going through these different situations, learning these things about people, you know, learning these, 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 learning these hard lessons. Some lessons cost me money. Some lessons cost me time. And some lessons just, like, pretty much put made me, like, depressed. I, look, man, I'll tell you right now, it was a time in my 20s where I, had, I was, like, just depressed. I was just bad off. You know, I had these moments. And it didn't and it didn't sink in that none of that shit really meant anything. Like all those things were just illusions until I started like reading like certain books and just experiencing better moments in life around people who actually cared about me that I actually started to value myself and value the life that I had. It took some time. But once I got to it, I was on the money. And here I am today. I got a podcast. 1984 Fly Dive Podcast. I got this. You know, I got air in my lungs, man. I'm above ground. I'm not below it. You know? I'll say it again. I'm above ground. I'm not below it. So I'm grateful for all that I got. All that I managed to achieve out here. And I'm going to keep going. I got to keep going. Because if I don't. I'm about to be ass out. Ass out. And I can't afford that. So yeah, like yo. I'm looking forward to the future. Looking forward to doing some more. Some more fun shit. Seeing some fun shit. And making some fun shit. Because that's all that my life really depends on, man. Is me being creative, me being productive. Because I'm sitting around not doing shit doesn't help me out whatsoever. So, yeah, man. Sean, see, is there anything else I want to talk about for turn this fucking mic off and continue watching Sex in the City, man? You know? trying to figure anything out oh yeah so yeah um i'm gonna have a few uh interesting guests coming up one in particular that i'm really jazzed about actually both are actually all my guests have coming up i'm pretty i'm really really jazzed about you know um because everybody i'm going after covers a different area in life even if they're musicians they're different kinds of musicians or people with certain kind of brands that they're trying to out there or those who have various experiences you know put
put them all together and put them out there. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted to say. One last thing. So I think that people have, and I could be tripping, because oftentimes I be tripping, but I don't even realize it. But I, you know, whatever. So this time, I feel like at times people have uh, crazy perceptions of me, like they think I am. You know, they think I'm I'm somebody that I'm not. And that was the thing, that was the issue that I had with the homies back in the day. The suckers, the lames, the losers, all those cats who used to be around me. See, in their minds, they saw me as one person. They saw me as, as someone they can get over on because I was I was chilled out. I had a cool demeanor, and I wasn't about drama because I don't do drama by choice. You get me? Like, I don't do drama by choice. I don't, I'm not going out here looking for fights. Swinging on cats by choice. I live my life. I'm peaceful out here. I'm trying to get my money, expand on my brand, and be grateful for all that I got. You dig what I'm saying? That's all that I'm saying. But people tried to get over on me. Because they thought they can just say what they wanted to say to me and, and just treat me any kind of way. And I ain't for that. See, back then, I was always back up. Like, whatever, man, y'all got that. I ain't want no smoke because I just try to avoid it. But nowadays it's like, eh, if you want it, you can get it. But that's not anything that I like to promote. You know, I'm not out here like, yeah, what's up? Who want who want beef? Who want beef? Nah, I don't do that because listen, life is too short, and I don't, there's no need for me to go and try to make life shorter. That's not my thing. But I guarantee you this. For anybody in the future who meets me, you see me being a kind person. Do not take that kindness for weakness. You see me laughing and joking. Don't take that as me being, oh, he's just that. Don't take him serious. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because, um, you know what? I'm not going to give you the reason why. I'm going to let Puffy tell you. That boy's moving silent, so I have nothing to say to you. Can you feel me? Well, there it is. There it is. But, yo, here's another uh, issue, um, issue. Another episode of my, uh, quickie joint. So, all right, y'all. I'm up and I'm out. By the way, you dumb bastards, read a book, man. Read a book once in a while. Like, get off social media, learn how to spell some words. Read a book. 
Like, seriously, like, read a read a fucking book, man. Ah!